I'm Christian Bush. And I'm Cindy Watts. Welcome to our podcast, 52. I turned 52 this year, believe it or not, and I am releasing 52 songs to celebrate. This podcast looks at the relationship between my 52 new songs and 52 of my most popular songs from my back catalog with plenty of stories and laughs along the way. Cindy Watts. Christian Bush. Oh my gosh. It's just such a joy. Your eyes are twinkling today. The dad jokes must be extra. <laughs> I'm in a good mood today. I Today's a lot, a lot more levity on it than most days. I don't Very know good. why, but it just does. Maybe you get four jokes maybe instead of the regular three. Oh, Who knows? Lucky me. Let's go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, the Invisible Man turned down a fantastic job offer. He just couldn't see himself doing it. Okay, then. You're getting nothing. No, nothing. No. We're going to have to find the humor in the day for you. You know what? This is going to be, I'll be the balloon, and and I will, you just tie me to something, and I was like, your belt loop, <laughs> and I will pull you up. All right? That was funny. Okay. I used to work at a calendar factory, but I got fired after I took a couple of days off. <laughs> that one was funny. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's like the, the, the reporter in me is like, oh, that's an error. You're going to have to write a correction for that. My old job involved crushing cans. I had to quit because it was so depressing. <laughs> I like that one too. Good? Yeah, good. That was good? Wait, you said there was four. Oh, yeah, yeah. I can do another one. I'm... What kind of shoes do ninjas wear? What? Kicks? Sneakers. Sneakers. Come on. I thought kicks was pretty kicks good. Kicks was pretty good. That's all right. All right, fine. Hey, um, you want to know something really funny? What's that? The place where I live in uh, Nashville, you obviously know because you come here a lot. Yes. But it is a secret to almost everybody. But it is in the general, you hear people, I talk about it, in the general area of Germantown. Yes. And um, for New Year's, they had this big old thing down here this year. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was on television. It was on one of the networks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't know it was in Germantown. Well, it was at the park. Oh, yes, close to yes. which is literally right there. Depending on where I might live in Germantown, across the street, uh-huh. right? And so I had some friends playing, and I went down to visit because um, I consider New Year's Eve amateur night. Yes, that's when amateurs go out drinking. Yes, yes professionals like us you went to the hub and i left the country yeah like that's exactly so um i got to walk down to the gig which Uh i thought was kind of fun so i didn't have to drive or anything and i just got to visit and um i'll just say it i went to go visit kelsey Mm because uh kelsey ballerini and our buddies and um and i've been you know trying to keep track of her all this time as she goes through what is insanely the gauntlet of country music right right and she's doing great but um i went over and visit and then you know um she was kind of one of the headliners Mm -hmm. and i i say this mainly because you answered kicks to the thing and i was like kicks brooks oh i just saw him because they also played oh yeah and um and then uh this uh the duo warren treaty mike and tanya Mm -hmm. um i've been uh friends and new somewhat new friends with them but helped them 
you know, get their record deal here. Mm-hmm. And they were playing too. They were, they were sitting in with uh, Zach Brown buddies as well. So I got to see all my friends. And when, um, Kelsey, uh, came up to play, I just, you know, snuck around to this, there's like a VIP side or something. You can go watch the show. And I just walked over and watched and damn it. The cameraman didn't cut to me on live television on New Year's Eve in the middle of Kelsey's set. Were you dancing? I, I was smiling, beaming. Aww. I was just beaming. I was so happy for her. And I was having such a good time. And I got to just walk down the street. And suddenly, uh, you know, I, at some, like a minute or two later, I looked down to check my phone because my kids had just come back. And I just wanted to ch- make sure that they weren't getting into too much trouble and making them check in on New Year's. And I'm looking down. And there's like, suddenly I have like 25 text messages from people I don't talk to. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's probably New Year's. They're all wishing me Happy New mm-hmm. Year's. And I looked up and they're all photographs of their television. They were like, hey, man, I just saw you on t-. like, And I was just giggled because somehow I got FaceTime on the country show in Nashville. And I only my friends knew it was <laughs> on network TV. <laughs> I had a thank God I had my hat on, <laughs> you know, like so the people would be like, oh, wait a minute. That's Christian. It was pretty funny. But if you want to see a really happy picture of me, I'm sure since they replay everything on every I'm gonna go look. Peacock or whatever version of, I don't even remember. Maybe it is NBC. I don't even know. Maybe it's remember. CBS, ABC. But um, it was it was really funny. But I bring that up. Um, in the world of levity. Yes. Um, when you get down to about halfway through this uh, volume four, something changes in the album. The earth moves a little. And uh, this is one of the first songs you hear where the earth has moved. It has shifted. And it is a song called Going Out of Business, which um, I wrote with Jeff Trott, who also co-produced the song with me. And if you type Jeff Trott into your phone, what will pop up is every Sheryl Crow song that you love, which is almost all of them, you know? And uh, Jeff has, has been a co-creator with her for a long, long time. And um, we wrote a series of songs together. And uh, this is one of them. But I don't quite know how to describe it until afterward. Well, all right. But um, I would say in the mindset of both country music and in the mindset of one of the long-standing conversations of country music which is she left Mm. here's where we sit um i humbly offer you this next song okay then here's going out of business Stop. Throw good money after bad luck, expecting something big to change. By now, I know she. 
It's a party. <laughs> yes, it's, it's a, a goodbye party. It's a party in a yard sale. It's the, the same it's time. the man version of the yard sale. Excellent. <laughs> what would you call that? The emotional yard sale. Yeah, the emotional, the emotional yard sale. Yeah, <laughs> with some imagery that it leaves you with. And your I love that I saw an honest crack. You you cracked at the the mirror. Oh, the mirror over the bed. The bed. Where we made love, and the mirror we hung above it. And then the peacock chair. Okay, so that was real thing. So my mom had these peacock chairs, and it's those wicker ones, right? With it's a, a wicker like, peacock chair with a giant thing in the back. So, yeah. Um. So there was this weird like thing, this this ongoing fight that I observed as a child of my with my parents, and. Part of it was, um, it was instigated by those peacock chairs. Like somehow they existed in our lives and they were somewhere in the house. Right. But, um, dad kept trying to keep them out of sight and mom kept putting them back in sight. And so when we moved to, from Sevierville into Knoxville, they, they ended up on the porch somehow, like in a screened in porch where nobody goes. <laughs> right. And, um, and then as soon as that particular covert Cold War uh, leverage waned, a new one began. And um, there's a company called, uh, well, at the time, they were not a clothing company. I think Abercrombie & Fitch was, they, they had a catalog. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were home goods. And I didn't know that. And uh, the home goods were, um, one of the things they had were these leather animals like a, a footstool that was a pig no was the first one and and i remember mom got it for him and there was a joke in the 70s or early 80s of male chauvinist pigs mm-hmm. and the, she had gotten him this leather pig that was you put it was a footstool you just put your feet on it and then he hated it so much that like the next year she got him like a another leather animal that was like a a kangaroo that was had a pouch on it that was to hold your magazines no it was a magazine pouch holder and he hated that even more and so every she just kept getting him things she knew he hated right that's hysterical <laughs> and there was I want like the there leather was a pig footstool though yeah my brother and i have all of them do right? you really yes we do because you know when they got divorced they were like take whatever you want you know just Rrr. They were just very angry. And uh, and then, of course, now that they've all passed away, like we've inherited it all anyway. <laughs> right. But uh, I got to see how there's such like truth wrapped up into some things in marriages, these things that you buy for each other. The other one, you know, hates him, well, you yeah. know, and and it might be the other way. Like, you know, they loved it. So you put up with it or whatever. But I just couldn't like when we got to that part of the song that the chorus kind of fell out of me really fast take the bed we made love and the mirror we hung above i thought that was funny take this wicker peacock chair and i was like that's the only thing i thought phrased right and i was like oh my god am i the am i the only person that remembers these christian so there's no innuendo in the peacock chair well of course there is but i bury things under things see we don't have to talk about that part but yeah we it's there's a lot of sex that happened in this marriage right okay just that he's trying to forget but he's going out of business which i also think is like one of the funniest like fun metaphors i can think of of in, like in college like you would never touch someone's peacock <laughs> chair because you knew what happened in it 
You're not going to sit in that chair. You're not going to go in that room. I didn't think about that. You're dirty. Cindy Watts. I mean. I'm not old enough for this. MTSU in the early 2000s. (laughs) I'm so glad this song brought you levity. But it's also country music, which. It it is. A lot of people sometimes consider me in the world of country music a little bit of a person that lives on the edge of it, the side of it. Um, I've, I've been many times called for co-writes that need to be more pop, uh-huh. things like that. And I'm, I don't necessarily think I'm that, but, um, uh, a lot of times a song like this might surprise you that it came from me. It probably wouldn't surprise you because no. there's a lot of severeville in this song, yeah, but, is. um, it, it's just one of my complete joys of life is humor in songs. I just, it's funny. Like, yeah, from Roger Miller all the way through, yeah. you know, like there's something I remember Jerry Clower. You remember Jerry Clower? Of We've course. talked about him before, but in the Mississippi Squirrel Revival with Ray Stevens, you remember that? <laughs> yes. Uh, even Jimmy Buffett, you know, had these kind of crazy, funny songs that would be on his stuff, and um. I think it's a real tradition in country music that that's one of the things I love about Brad Paisley is he just never, he never shied away from it. You know, uh, you know, and the Opry just inducted two or just invited two comedians to join and it's the I first two this. comedians in decades. So, yeah, I, I love that. Um, and so I pair this song. Yes. With uh, a song off of uh, Sugarland record called Steve Earl about Steve Earl. And uh, I had um, found myself on the bus one night and uh, laughing with Jennifer because this is the in between the time where she had got me to drink wine, but before she quit because she was he was giving her reflux, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we we would go and, and we drink a little, mm-hmm. and um, we were writing this record at the time, the Love on the Inside record, and I was laughing with her because. Uh, I had a business manager who will stay unnamed, um, that had worked on Steve Earle's accounts mm-hmm. and, uh, we were talking about something and I think I was talking about, I had just heard how much Lionel Richie pays in his divorce on like a monthly basis. Oh my. And it was unbelievable. It was like a hundred thousand dollars a month or something. Is what he pays. And I was like, how in the world can you pay that? Oh, he must make a lot of money. You know, like I just, I did the math real fast in my head. And then I was like, well, that's expensive, man. I'm sure he never got remarried. And then whatever that little like conversation was with, it was with my business manager. He's like, oh man, you know, as long as you're not Steve Earl. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh yeah, man, he keeps getting divorced and, and keeps getting married again. He's, and I was like, oh, and it, it finally hit me that, what was happening and all those songs that I, Steve Earl songs that I love on his records, the like the love songs in his records. I love because they were love songs. He was writing for the woman that he was in love with at the time and ended up marrying. And then he'd write these like terrible breakup songs, right? When they'd get divorced. <laughs> and my guy was explaining to me on the phone that he was like, Oh yeah. I, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, not a giant check, but he has to write so many of them, but at least, you know, the first one and the fourth one are the same person. And I was like, what? 
And I guess he had remarried one of his old wives. That's a later on. I don't know if any of this is true, but you know how the the telephone game goes in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it was true enough. And then uh, I said, "Well, I think he at the time he was married to Allison Moore, yeah, who uh, like in the weird name shift of country music, I didn't realize it was Shelby Lynn's sister. Yep, right. And it's like the same when I realized Loretta Lynn and Crystal, Crystal Gale. Gale were related. I was like, what? I was like. So it blew my mind into seven different parts. And I was giggling about it, but I'd had just enough wine to say something to Jennifer about it. Like, uh, you know, this or that. And um, because she was in in between relationships. Right. And I was like, well, you know, what you need to do is listen to Steve Earle stuff. And she's like, I, you know, I don't know so much. And so I started playing it all for her and explaining it. And she's like, this is freaking hilarious. (laughs) This is unbelievably funny. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, you know, we should just write him a song, you know, <laughs> and like he didn't have to marry you. Just write the good songs for you. <laughs> like, you'll just you'll play the part. And it just lives in the same place. It's going out of business, which is using songs to make you laugh. Yeah. You know, and one of uh, Jennifer's now everyone knows part of her personality is she's an actor. Right. Mm-hmm. Or or loves the idea of acting or loves the process of being a character. Right. And uh, <laughs> so that's pretty much what this is. And I, I never thought it would make the record, but it was so much fun, just like going out of businesses yeah. that we had to record it. And uh, anyway, <laughs> we created the girlfriend that you never want. Oh, my. But she's there. She's there, you know, and Steve has to put up with it. Funny enough. Well, I'll tell you afterwards, but we okay. sent it to Steve Earl. But here it is uh, off Love on the Inside, Steve Earl. And we're good friends He writes a song for 
Sleep in that in a vacation house at the beach and a really small wedding, only about 300 people. Did I tell you I have kids? You're gonna love them. They're gonna need to go to college. Do you like reggae? I love reggae. On Tuesday nights, I like to go to trivia, so that's your night to go out with the boys, and then you can. Is this thing on? Steve Earl, Steve Earl, please ride a song for me. Cool. Should we come listen then? Uh, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I totally said it. Then we left it in. Oh, he's gonna kill us. <laughs> so, so what did he say? So we sent it to him, and uh, the message came back from his manager. Okay. Who said? Uh, Steve said uh, to tell you that. He doesn't read anything that's written about him ever. So why would he listen to a song about him either? Oh, no. (laughs) Which seems perfect, which was as much blessing as we needed. I just needed him to know that it existed so that it didn't blindside him later. But uh, that's pretty funny to me. Like, I like... I was trying not to laugh the whole time. And that was a one take thing. I was like, we just sat in the room and I mean, it's, played hy- it. it's hysterical. And um, <laughs> it irritates me at Steve Earl for being too uppity to listen to your song. Oh, no, don't worry about that. That's funny. But I mean, uh, I, I just love how humor. I mean, they say that it's the, the one thing that can pretty much cure most of the troubles or at least take the sting off most of the troubles in the world. Right. Yeah. Um, and we use music for a lot of things, you know, you, music has saved my life many times. Um, (laughs) it's just senses of humor are sometimes hard to get all the time. You know, sometimes they're like meals, you know, that specific meal will solve a specific craving. That's true. But, uh, but when you, when you hear the story about why we wrote that song, it makes a lot of sense. That's hysterical. (laughs) And it kind of might have just made us happy. Well. Which is just a fine way to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. It made me happy today. <laughs> Steve Earl, Steve Earl, please. It's going to be in my head. Oh, I know. In that accent. And then it's going to make me talk more like that. I'm going to get home and my kids are going to be like. Like we from South Georgia, mama. Like, mommy, what happened? <laughs> like, is Mr. Christian. Oh, yeah. Blame it all on me. I, I. Look, it's like a pin cushion over here. You can just voodoo doll me as long as you need, people. I'm fine. It'll all work out. Well, it's great to see you, Cindy, and I'm glad that maybe a little levity happened today. It was fantastic. Your smiles are good. (laughs) All right. Till next week. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Christian Bush here. Cindy Watts. And we would like to thank you for joining us for another episode of 52. 
If you'd like to write us with questions or comments, you can contact us at 52thepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number 52. Or by leaving us a voicemail at 803-900-5252. Also, remember, the best way to help us is to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Please and thank you. You can follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can follow Cindy at Cindy Watts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Thank you for listening and please join us next week.